So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. We're here with uh, David from Calling All Astronauts today. Uh, we're going to ask you some questions. I'm going to start. Um, what inspired you to start the band? Right. We'd, we'd all been in a band together previously. We were in a rap metal band years ago. Oh, wow. And we, we were kind of seminal in that sort of field we'd sold out a lot of sort of the big venues in london all mm-hmm. as an unsigned act playing to two thousand people and stuff like that oh that's cool and wow. uh, we we opened as well for people like faith no more and uh urban dance squad and pop will eat itself lots of people you know oh, cool. mm-hmm. and it kind of ran its course and we all went off and did other things and i i i managed jay the guitarist band uh, for for ages, uh, there, it was in a band called Caffeine, and they toured with Offspring, playing like state arenas with Offspring oh, and Blink One Eight Two and Rancid oh. and and stuff like that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Paul went off and joined uh, a goth band called the Marinettes, who were headlining festivals and touring with the oh, Cult wow. and stuff wow. like that. And then uh, I stopped managing Jay's band. I didn't see him for quite a while, and then one day I'm on a petrol station. A gas station, as you call it, mm-hmm. and I bumped into it, and we just wow. went, should we make some music again? Yes. And uh, we 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 did, and my my ex-wife was in the band at the start, mm-hmm. and she she was my ex-wife at the time, and uh, she left to have a baby, and so we needed a bass player, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. so we just rang Paul, okay. and it's been. Onwards and upwards, really, because the first album is lo-fi, should we say. I'll be polite. It has its moments, but I didn't know what I was doing in production-wise. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. the 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 new one, which is coming up, we've, we've had uh, Alan Branch, who just last week got his, his second Grammy, uh-huh. uh, working on it with us. He came over as a mate just to, just to help us out. And, oh, uh, cool. Uh, you know, he's he's like worked with Nine Inch Nails and Depeche Mode and U2 and mm-hmm. oh, shit. people like that. So it's been really fantastic. Uh, you know, when he comes in and, he, and he'll go something like, yeah, I think we should put some subharmonic on the kick drum and, and stuff cool. like that. Stuff, you know, stuff I wouldn't think of. Uh, and it was really kind of him to come over and help us mix it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. what is your writing process like? It starts off with me programming drum tracks. Mm-hmm. And I don't have any lyrics or anything. In mind, I just like programming some good rhythm tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then either Jay or Paul will come round. And well, they're either, although on this album, uh, Jay has had a family crisis which has been going oh. on for about nearly two years. His, his wife has been very, very ill. Oh. And mm-hmm. So he only actually played on the first four tracks we did for the album. Paul took over guitar as well as bass. Mm-hmm. But usually one of them will come over and either put a bass line down or a guitar line down and then we build them up from there. And okay. Oh, cool. Usually, what we'll we'll get a sort of rough structure, and then I'll maybe sort of write one verse and a chorus, mm-hmm. and I'll just copy and paste them across just to get the sort of structure of the song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we just keep 
layering stuff on it after that because we yeah. tend will tend to have uh, two bass lines uh, playing the same, but one will be low and uh, fat, and then there'll be another overdriven one along the top, and we'll also have a synth bass which I often have to side chain to mm-hmm. get. It. So you've got three <laughs> bass lines all at once. That's um, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then I had lots of percussion on and different keyboards out. I'm, I, I'm a sort of draw the keyboards type of person. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But Paul's an actually play the keyboards type of person. So okay. I might mm-hmm. come with some ideas and then he'll he'll do them properly if you would, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Uh, and that that's it basically. And then we have a, a great guy in Australia who we. Uh, who masters everything for us at, at, oh. at mates oh. rates. So, and he's done some really big names mastering, but he does us for like the absolute bare minimum just to cover his time, which is oh, really nice. Cool. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cool. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what is the first song that you guys wrote as a band? Someone Like You, which was our first single. Okay. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, I lie. I lie. Well, you see, we did have a drummer for a short while. Mm-hmm. We did write a couple of tunes with Andy, but he went to went to be a teacher in uh, in Asia. Mm-hmm. And so that's when. But so when when we gone all electronic without a drummer, but you know, still a bass player and a mm-hmm. yeah. someone like you. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one we wrote is is what's so good about, uh-huh. uh, oh. which also be, which also became a single. That was the, I think that was our third or fourth single. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But but someone like you, which was the first single, really kind of took off for us. It was quite mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, we because we we've never been we've never been a band that's gone. Look at what we've done previously. Mm-hmm. We. We've wanted everything to be organic. Yeah. And people judge us on where we are now. So we've never really pushed any of our things. But the first single came out, and within a week we were on BBC Radio 6 Music being interviewed. Oh, that's wow. awesome. And stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. So I was, I was just blown away by that. It was, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, what does the name Calling All Astronauts mean to you? Right. Uh, we were we were looking at names for, for the band, and mm-hmm. I kept coming up with these really stupid names, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, comedy names, if you would. Yeah. But, you know, just while you're thinking. And then one day I picked up a newspaper, and NASA were advertising for astronauts. Oh wow! And the headline was calling all astronauts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like we're we're, we're space cadets. Yeah. 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 Yeah, That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really Um, really cool. I, w- I wish I had a more complex answer to it, but really, it's as simple as it was a newspaper headline. Well, yeah, it, yeah, it's better than some of the answers we've gotten, which is it means absolutely nothing, or like we have no yeah. backstory behind it, it just kind of happens, so... Yeah, yeah we just yeah. kind of yeah. came up with it. Yeah. Um, so what bands have you been listening to while you're stuck at home? 
Spanish love songs. Oh. Their, al Ooh. their album is awesome. I was supposed to see them before, and then quarantine hit. So. The, 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 have you heard the new album then? I haven't. It is fantastic. It's really dark. It's really Ooh. depressing. Okay. <laughs> Even if, even if even if it's not minor chords, it is really depressing if yeah. you listen to the lyrical content. But it's really up. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it, I've got a weird story about them because what my Stevie was my b best man at uh, my wedding. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, we went out, out uh, Bruce for his birthday just about a week before the lockdown happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And. Uh, uh, he, he's, he's a booking agent, yeah. and uh, I, 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 I tip answer him from time to time. Like, Have you heard this? Have you heard that? And, mm -hmm. and I mentioned Spanish love songs to him, and he went, "That's weird," because he's also uh, Papa Roach's agent. Oh! Uh, oh wow! And, and uh, one of Papa Roach's crew is the brother of one of Spanish love songs. Oh. And I've been talking oh. to him about them just that week. Oh, that's wow. cool. Is it yeah. that a small world? Yeah, that's a small world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've been listening to that. I've, I've been catching up on bands who've had albums out and I've, and I've missed them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah you, you know, like there's a We Are Scientists album that I haven't listened to. Uh -huh. uh, there's a Marilyn Manson album I hadn't listened to. You, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, just catching uh, up. Also, I'm 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 an A&R man for a for for Supersonic Media. Uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're a publishing company as well. We we only release our records, but we used to release records by other. But we have a fantastic global network of sub publishers. Yeah. So. We, 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 we publish people, so I've been listening to a lot of demos. Okay. Mm -hmm. A lot of demos. In fact, I've offered publishing deals to a couple of people so far this week. Oh, cool. Wow. Uh, and we, 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 have, we, we work with, you know, BMG and uh, uh, Red Brick and Peer Music. We work with a lot of the really big publishers, so it, it's, it, it, it's good to help. We, we like to work with self-releasing artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a good way. To, we like the DIY ethic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, if I can help them with their release plan, if you would, on on, the, on their records, mm -hmm. but they keep they they keep their their, their on the master recordings. We just don't on the publishing type thing, and we give them very fair deals. Okay. And and it's cool. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'm I'm quite critical of some demos i hate it when people send me these these rap demos that have n words and bitch in them and yeah that. Mm -hmm. and I, 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 I wrote i wrote back to one guy i said when you when you decide to stop disrespecting rosa parks send me another demo oh wow <laughs> I, I i just found it really offensive you know you're you're my n word bitch in in the opening in the opening line Oh, mm -hmm. oh, okay. Wow. So necessary. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I get definitely. that. It, you, you know, and I'm not saying I don't, I don't, I don't like some hip hop records that have the N word in. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a big NWA fan, a big Public Enemy fan, 
Mm-hmm. You know, I love Tim Dog, and he, he oh, God rest his soul, uh, and he used it all the time. But it was genuine when those people used it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas a lot of modern rappers, it's just gratuitous. Yeah. Exploitative. And, uh, I'm not a fan of modern hip-hop at all, even if I love old school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went to see Chuck D's band not long ago, uh, although they've split now, haven't they? But Prophets of Rage, they, they were the best band I saw last year. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Because it, it, it was basically Rage Against the Machine, plus uh, Chuck D and Be Real. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. First gig, sorry, the only gig I went to last year where I didn't go out to have a cigarette somewhere during the show. Oh, <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, where were we? <laughs> yeah. uh, um, I have another question. So yeah. have you been working on any new projects while you're stuck in quarantine? Yes, our third album, uh, which is called Hashtag Resist, okay. uh, is out Ooh. in the first week of June, and so we've been doing all the PR. We've had, we've just had uh, Give Them a Leader out. Uh, we've got the second single, uh, Welcome to the Black Block, uh, uh-huh. out at the end of May, and it leads on to, to the new album coming out in first week of June and so I have been busy on promo yeah I've seen yeah. So yeah. all over Twitter writing any, if I haven't I haven't been writing any new stuff but I've been working like crazy yeah yeah yeah, yeah I've, I've got we've got quite a few ideas for, for new stuff uh, we've got one project that I can't talk about but it, it's going to be very interesting if it, if it comes to fruition oh. but there'll be okay. another proper calling all astronauts album that we'll start working on shortly awesome Ooh, I'm excited yeah. <laughs> uh, the new album is 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 is, is it I, I hate to, i know I, I, it's not false modesty but i don't like picking our, our stuff up if you know what i mean I, yeah I, I'm, yeah i'm, 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 I'm I'm kind of a humble type person, but mm-hmm. I think the, I think the new album's a masterpiece. Awesome! <laughs> oh, yeah! Be Ooh. proud of your work. Yeah, be proud of it. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. proud of everything, but I just you know I just like say like yeah, you know, we're three dodgy old blokes who happen to make some music that people that some people like. You know, you know. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't like people who are full of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, it's like on Twitter, I think people reckon we're the only band that replies to every tweet we ever receive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you, you know, I think I, I think more people follow us on Twitter for the actual account than our music. Yeah, you guys have a ton of Twitter followers. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we've got we've got over 800,000, haven't we? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but I, I I call out fascists and racists and homophobes yeah. and xenophobes and transphobes and every you know I'm just the one who tell them what they are you know, you know? yeah <laughs> yeah that, you know? yeah they deserve it yeah, yeah definitely they, they, do, they do that that's something how you can perhaps tell me about America how come all the metropolitan areas everybody's like kind of normal. And then you just get all these people from like 
rednecks from weird, you know, nowhere. Yeah, near. middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. And they're all, they're all like living in 1935 or something. I, I think I think it's the area like they're yeah. just kind of out of it down down in the south like no offense to anybody listening from down in the south but like they're a little out of it out in like the midwest and down in the south you know it, it, it is very bizarre yeah um, we we were we were where were we going yeah we were going to the the Hoover Dam one day mm-hmm. and we stopped in this uh little town uh mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called Boulder, Arizona, or something. It's not Colorado. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It's right next door. But, uh, and I was looking in this like really weird gift shop. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, they might have had stuffed otters' heads on the wall or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. the guy in there goes to me, uh, So, where are you from? And, uh, and I, sa- I said, London. And he went, Oh, do you mean Londonistan? Huh? Um, my head just started spinning, and my, my 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 wife kind of dragged me out of the store before I kicked, I kicked <laughs> off and got shot. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, Holy shit! I was like, wow. how offensive could you be? Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. And, yeah. and they, they, these these people seem to think because we've got a Muslim mayor, we we all have our prayer mats, and we have, we have to pray to. To Mecca every day or something. Yeah, mm. they're just mental, you know. And if yeah. I told them I've got, if I've told them I've got two Muslim sisters, they would, they, 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 they just wouldn't be able to deal with it. But yeah. my two, my two step sister in laws, both, both, both Muslims. I show, I did that one one day when there's a particularly bout of Islamophobia on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I posted a picture with with my 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 niece. Mm-hmm. And I go, my niece is a Muslim. Does she look like a fucking terrorist? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Uh, it, it 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 bothers me. It upsets me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Like I like nice people, whatever race, color, creed, religion, sexual orientation they are. But mm-hmm. ass- assholes can just jog on wherever they're from. <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. <laughs> Agreed. Um. So, what's your favorite part of being in the music industry? The creative part. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I really love making music. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what specific part of it then? Just when you when you you, especially when you like you when you're producing your own records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the whole creative process. It's just like a painter painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the great bit. The will people like it? Could this be the record we recoup on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, because there's no money in being an independent artist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you know, we worked out to to get living wage for the amount of time we spent on this new album mm-hmm. we'd have to get like two and a half billion streams oh my god mm-hmm. yeah, you know, streaming pays not nothing mm-hmm. yeah, that, that, that's not going to happen I, I, told, I, I added up every stream we've got the other day and it comes to like about half a million streams which mm-hmm. when you consider we, we don't get any, on any of the big playlists yeah. mm-hmm. because you know we're not on a major label I think that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah. 
but there's no money there, you know. And you, you, mm-hmm. you, we, 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 we will sell, which will pay for the mastering and and stuff. Do, do you know what I mean? But yeah. yeah. There, there isn't really any money in making it anymore. So you've got to do it for the love of making music. And I really love making music. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So what artists, when you create music, are your biggest inspiration? Oh. I, I think I take inspiration from absolutely every record I ever listened to. Mm-hmm. Oh. Whether it be... I don't want to sound like that, or I love how that record sounds, or even uh, trying to work out how the, the production techniques on records. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, it's like I wouldn't say I'm a David Guetta fan, mm-hmm. but if you listen to that song Titanium, the production on it is just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and when when it drops down. The perceived volume of the vocal is enormous, and yet it's actually really quiet. Yeah. And mm. things like that really uh, influence me, how they've done these things. Uh, musically, really influenced by uh, a, a lot of the eight, 80s alternative people, mm-hmm. and all those, some of them are still going today, but Sister Mercy and... New Order and Psychedelic Furs and and Bowie and and uh, Ministry and Revolting Cox and mm-hmm. Nine Inch Nails and yeah. you, you know oh, yeah, we, yeah. we we are we are heavily influenced musically from all but we've tried to make it a modern sounding version of, yeah. of all those. Yeah, I noticed that yeah. when I was listening. Yeah. Yeah, me yeah, too. A bit, a bit kind of like she wants revenge does, or minus self indulgence. So, mm-hmm. you, you know, wear, wear your influences proudly, mm-hmm. but make it your own modern version. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's a fair enough description of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what was your first concert, and do you think seeing live music as a whole has influenced how you present the band on stage now? Uh, my first concert. My first concert was the was the now disgraced Gary Glitter. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I, I was mortified when Green Day. Uh, well, they didn't sample him, but they sampled John Jett's version of a Gary Glitter song uh-huh. uh, recently. It's not very good, that album. I shouldn't say that about people. But it really isn't. That like, that latest Green Day album. Oh, Father of oh, All. Yeah. Yeah, we I sat here and trashed agree. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's not it's their best. Like, it's only like 30 minutes long and you feel like you've been listening for two hours. <laughs> yeah. That song was still on chain. I was yeah. like, dude, this her, song, this is so, it's... Yeah, her and I, I listened, like yeah, her and I listened to the leak together and we were like, wow, that was uh, not good. After listening to it a couple of times, I was able to see like, I was able to find some good parts of it. I haven't come back to it since I listened to it the last time <laughs> to talk about it on the podcast, but I saw like some decent parts of it, you know. Yeah. I've, I've only you, listened you, to it once. You've been far more forensic than I have. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I really couldn't find anything redeeming about it apart from the Joan Jet sample. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I just, uh, I just didn't like it. <laughs> it no, wasn't, no. wasn't good. Uh, yeah. Well, what, what was I answering then before I got on to that? Uh, first concert and do you think seeing live music as a whole oh, has yeah. influenced? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've, I've been to a phenomenal amount of concerts. It's really, and I've I've seen some fantastic things as support mm-hmm. acts as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I couldn't actually count how many shows I've been to. You okay. know, I saw Queen. I saw Queen as a support act. Oh what? shit! Whoa! Yeah, you saw Queen as yeah, a support they were, act. They were, they were supporting Mott the Hoople. Holy yeah. shit! Oh my god! <laughs> I saw Nirvana first on the bill with Tad and Mudhoney. Oh Holy my god! Yeah, you, you, you know I have been to like you seen. I have been to shit loads of shows. Holy oh my god! Shit. Wow! Uh, you, you, you know, if you think I've, I've seen Offspring thirty-one times alone. Holy oh my shit. god! Wow. And I thought seeing like one band three times was like whoa, holy shit! And then this guy's like <laughs> Offspring thirty-one times. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, I've seen editors probably fifteen times, maybe more. Uh, Jesus Christ! But I I used to there was a stage where I would often go to like uh, a main venue show Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then to a club gig afterwards. Oh wow! So you'd be seeing two bands a night. Yeah. uh, I've I've been very fortunate to been. Uh, people have put me on guest lists. Yeah. Wow. So I've I've had a life I've had a, a a life of being on guest list for shows. Yeah. So I've been, I've gone to a lot of shows that if I'd had to pay for, I wouldn't have been able to afford to go to that many gigs. You know, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and at festivals, I I go around trying to see as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unless there's somebody I really want to see. That I'll make a beeline and watch the whole of their set. I'll yeah. watch four or five numbers, and then move on to somebody else. Yeah. Uh, and think if I like them, yeah, I'll go and see them indoors somewhere or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm. O- I've always been impressed by people who are really tight live, or have real lot of attitude. Yeah. Uh, I remember seeing Sepultura as a support band. Oh shit! Wow. They, they were opening for a band called Sodom. Uh-huh. Uh, 800 capacity venue. It was the first UK show, and the whole audience left after they'd finished. Oh, oh my God! Ouch! And oh, yeah. uh, and Sodom never played the UK for 20 years after that. Wow! They refused to come back here. But Sepultura just blew me away. It was just so tight. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I really like tight bands. Uh, we System of a Down, mm-hmm. fantastic live. Even if you're not that massive a fan of the music, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I probably couldn't name more than about three or four songs by them. Mm-hmm. But watching them live, just phenomenally tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fun loving criminals, another band who are really, really, really tight. Uh-huh. Uh, I like really good musicians as well. Okay. You, you, you know, like uh, the guys from Living Colour. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Doug Wimbish's previous bands, people like uh, 
Attackhead and Mark Stewart and the Mafia and all that stuff he did with our new sound, like mm-hmm. which was after Sugar Hill Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, I just stand there watching him play bass, going, "Awesome, awesome!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, we, we we're trying to work because there's only three of us on stage, and a lot of, there is a lot of. Uh, playback for want of a better word you know but when you've got like eight guitar tracks on a, on a track keyboards and complex rhythms yeah mm-hmm. and you don't have a drummer and you don't have a keyboard player on stage mm-hmm. we're not pretending that, that that people are doing it you know yeah. it's the only mm-hmm. way we can actually do the live show so just three of you there even if those two are going mental I kind of do stand static into the John Lydon-esque, if you would, and staring mm-hmm. at the audience. And mm-hmm. um, we're, we're, tr- we're working out ways of doing uh, back projections and synchronising with all our videos and all that for, oh. mm-hmm. for upcoming shows. Yeah. If we, if we ever get out of lockdown. That yeah, is. if and when that is, yeah. Are you, are you, are you tightly locked down with... Tightly locked down. Yeah, I'm locked down. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, still I've going been out. For the past months. <laughs> I'm considered like an essential worker, so I work a couple days a week. Um, right. But other than that, yeah, I'm pretty much staying home. Yeah. And, you've got, and yeah, and you have two doggies. Huh? <laughs> and you have two doggies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at your dogs on the picture. <laughs> Oh, those are, <laughs> um, yeah, that's a, that's not me. Is it not? No, that's a, an artist I listen to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have one dog, though, so. Yeah, yeah. My, my, daughter, my daughter keeps asking me to get a dog. You should. Um, <laughs> I, 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 miss, I miss my dog. I had a, a Polish sheep dog, mm-hmm. uh, and she died of old age, but. But Aww. when I think that I've got, I've got to start nappy training soon, potty training soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A two-year-old, and could I deal with puppy training and potty training at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, at the yeah. same time. Yeah, yeah, it sounds a bit much. Yeah, maybe, maybe wait a little bit. <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. So, if you could go to any show, past or present, which show would you go to? It doesn't have to be a show that you've been to already. It could be like literally any show ever. Uh, I, I, one that a real one that that actually happened, or a real one. Pardon? A real one, yeah. A real one. You've got to think uh, either Isle of Wight Festival with Jimi Hendrix and Leonard Cohen, etc., playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even Woodstock. Yes. Yeah. You know, my my father-in-law is uh, one of the world's biggest Woodstock fans. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh He he collects and collects and collects. Uh-huh. Uh, he's just he's just about to get hold of this. Now I don't know. What it, it is something stupid like eighty CD set mm-hmm. of every act set from Woodstock. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh. No, he's a bit of an obsessive. 
Yeah. So I wouldn't mind going to that just to tell him I'd been and he, and he didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing in his face, yeah. 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 He, 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 he's a massive Doors and Beatles fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I tell him that they're both overrated all the time. Yeah. I, I don't disagree, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> especially the Beatles, but okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big Beatles fan. You know, I'm not saying the Beatles didn't write any good songs. Mm -hmm. But if yeah. I ever have to see Paul McCartney doing Hey Jude 20 minutes on some opening of Olympics or whatever, I'll probably kill myself. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we watched that film last, last week, that yesterday. Oh. Mm. Uh, the hype was better than the film. Really? Oh. It's yeah, right. I haven't seen it. It's an okay film. Mm -hmm. They could have mentioned it was a rom-com. Mm -hmm. It's a r I didn't even know that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. you know, I probably would have watched <laughs> no. it if I didn't know it was a rom-com. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, no, it was okay. Wasn't, it was, I wouldn't be rushing to watch it a second time. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah. It's fair. You know, but then again, I don't watch many films now again. Now yeah. a second time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I watch old films a second time. Yeah. Yeah. But nah. That's oh. very disappointing, isn't it? The way the movie scene has has gone. Mm. Oh yeah. The, the, the remaking everything. What is it? The, yeah. the remaking or they have remade you. Mm. Yeah. How? Because... Why? I, I I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. They yeah. they remade Lion King. The original, yeah, it's out there. It, it's it's obtuse, uh, it, but it, it it's grandiose and spectacular, and, mm -hmm. and isn't isn't all CGI. Yeah, yeah. Nothing nothing can typically beat the original. No, no. Um, and they're doing it with loads though now, aren't they? It's like they've run out. Yeah, they're mm -hmm. running out of ideas, so they're remaking movies that are like not even ten years old, twenty yeah. years old. Like it's pathetic. It's really sad to see how it's going so far. I I got into watching lots of those that that guy Michael Sarah because uh -huh. mm -hmm. he makes nice films. Yeah, he like does. He does. Life. Like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Yeah. What a fantastic film that is! It, it's just great. Uh -huh. But then I came, then I came across the film, the Crystal Fairy film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's an hour and forty-five minutes of my life. Yeah. Sometimes that's wow. how it is, you know. Yeah, I feel that. I feel yeah. That is that is the worst film I've ever seen. <laughs> Ouch. 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 <laughs> really, no, it's worse than Hudson Hawk. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's worse than Mamma Mia. Oh! <gasps> well, oh. I haven't seen that. So you're like, you're like offended. <laughs> no, it's just, I've, I've heard so many good things about Mamma Mia, so I feel like I should like it, even though I haven't seen it, and I hate musicals. So it's just like, I was like, oh my god, and then I was like, wait a second, I have nothing attached well, to it. Well, it, so. it, it makes Tim Burton's Sweeney Todd mm -hmm. look amazing. Oh. oh. Yeah, and nobody <laughs> has ever got through more than about 15 minutes of Sweeney Todd yet. Oh my god. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> now you got to go watch it. I see a fantastic film uh, mm. that I, I saw sometime last year. Uh, it's called By the Meinhof Complex. And it's in German. And mm-hmm. it's about three and a half hours long. And it's all about the By the Meinhof terror group. Yeah. And it, it's one of those films where you're reading the subtitles and you get so engrossed. Yeah. If you look away at your phone or something for a second, you go, Oh, what's happening? I can't understand what. Yeah, you that... forget that you're reading. You're reading the subtitles, and you just gripped with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Absolutely fantastic film, and and I think it typifies that late sixties, early seventies when people thought they were going to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing changed at all for you know Paris student rights in '68. The were Brigatti Rossi in Italy and etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people thought punk rock was going to change the world. And yeah. Yeah, look at where, where we are now. Yeah. Still here. And now we've got Cardi B. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. We <laughs> <laughs> have Doja Cat. Glory. <laughs> and, yeah, Doja Cat and Cardi B are going to change the world now. First, oh, yeah, it, yeah, first yeah. it was Green Day, and now they're dropping Father of All. So, <laughs> let's see how that went. We we saw that that guy. Uh, oh, we we didn't watch very much of him. Uh, it, Travis Scott. Uh, yeah. Oh wow, our reactions are very different. <laughs> he was so yeah. Bad. What? So bad. Huh? We we were looking for him actually backstage. Uh huh. You know he's made. He's he, he's he's really quite the homophobe. Yeah, he wanted to bully him. Oh. I was you not know, aware he, of that. He had a trans model taken off his album sleeve. Oh, oh. I was not aware of that. There's video footage of him playing a gay club, shouting "You're all." F- oh. Um, me and my mate Clifton, and uh, we were walking around backstage looking for him. Clifton's like. What, 22 stone uh, Afro Caribbean descent guy, big guy, yeah. And uh, he was going to get hold the camera while I, I went to, to Travis Scott to go, excuse me, but we're all f here. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I know he's very popular there, but nah, not for me. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of the rap isn't for me, so. I, I try to little, stay away from all that. Pimp. What's that all about? Oh, little what, pump what or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, I I don't I don't get the hype behind him or most of the rappers. Like I just don't I don't get the hype. I, I Migos, Migos. <gasps> I don't get the, the hype. Is a, the I, I like is it's funny by the time the song's finished. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, the joke wasn't funny to begin with. That's the problem. No, I know. Shut up. <laughs> I despair, you know. Yeah. Uh, I when when I look at all this sort of, and I I, lo- I love sixty soul and Motown and Northern soul, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I love reggae and old hip hop, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I look at the history of of, of, of black music, mm-hmm. you know, funk and like George Clinton and uh, Irma and Aretha Franklin. 
yeah. everybody. And I look at the crap that he's been trying to sell sold to people now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going, you know, it's like, look at your heritage. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know, you gave the world rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, the, and now uh, Little and Pump now is selling out arenas or whatever. So, um, Have you ever seen that, that video? I can't remember her name. Sister somebody. The w- world's first rock and roll guitarist is a nun. Nice. Oh, yeah. I think I saw that on Twitter. She's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I wish I could remember her name because I would drop it and say, you know, everybody yeah. should check her out. Mm-hmm. But if you look for the rock and roll nun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Phenomenal. So what are the top three songs for you to perform live? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Time to Fight Back is always a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, w- I, would, I would say I'm looking forward to some of the ones off the new album. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, that's uh, fair. Uh, I'm looking forward to playing Welcome to the Black Blog. Because mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, it's got this uh, breakdown in the chorus where I sound like Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I say, what is it? Fight fire with fire, uh-huh. an eye for an eye. Uh, fight violence with violence. Fascism must die. But it's in a very Peter Murphy type. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're yeah. gonna do it. And I, I'm looking forward to doing that live. Yeah. Uh, life terrifies me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I suffer very badly with nerves. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a lot of it because we've got to be so tight because you know because we have a lot of things playing back. Yeah. You can't you can't start, like miss the start of a verse and then go round once before you come in. Yeah, I get yeah. that. You, you know you've just got to be dead on every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, so time to fight back. Uh, divisive off the second album. I like doing live. It's just a big, heavy groove. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another track called "Not in My Name," which is on the new album, okay. which is very. Mu- it's another sort of metal drum and bass track, like like "Fight Backies." Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that. Like I like doing the really noisy ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Big, big, heavy bass groove and sort of things. Popstar might be funny, but I think it's good. There's a track on the new album, uh, but it's called 15 Minutes, but the working title is Popstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. But I've, yeah. I've almost gone for this, like, uh, 80s LA rock and roll vocal on it. You know, a bit like uh, uh, Faster Pussycat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think that would absolutely kill my voice doing it live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you know, because I'm doing, you think you're perfect. Like, that, you know, that type of Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. That type of energy. It, it's going it, 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 to be really hard to do, to do that mm-hmm. regularly. Because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a firm believer in finding where your range is and singing with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way you don't get sore throats. So <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
too many people do I hear that a lot, you know, on demos. You can hear that people are struggling to sing where they where they're singing and you think, well, why don't you find a place where you can sing comfortably and your performance will be better? Yeah. You know, it's common sense but not everybody gets it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so what is your dream venue to play in? Like when you finally step out on stage and you look out and you're like, Oh shoot, I made it. What venue is that for you? Uh, I'd love to do Wembley Arena. Ooh. Jay, Jay, right. our guitarist, uh, when I was looking after his band, Caffeine, they played there with Offspring and AFI. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. uh, nah, it was awesome. Yeah. It really, yeah. it just felt, as you say, we've arrived. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they went, they went on there to maybe eight thousand people or something like that. Uh -huh. But indoors, you know, I think it's twelve. I think at the time it was probably twelve thousand or eleven thousand capacity. But it was pretty full when they went on. Yeah. And it was just awesome. Uh, although we we had to we we got fined by the venue for hanging, handing out flyers. Oh. <laughs> and stuff. Ouch. Uh, we're, we're DIY DIY punk rock band. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the 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 hold all our merchandise. Merchandise. Uh, Unless we paid them five hundred pound fine, oh. yeah. They're just not... handing out flyers. Yeah, just then... handing out a piece of paper. Uh, mm -hmm. It was funny that we, before we did uh, Wembley Arena, we'd done uh, the Glasgow SECC uh, two days earlier. Okay. And the people from Wembley had been there watching the show, uh -huh. and they came up to me and said, "You tell your band they do not stage dive at Wembley, or." <laughs> oh, 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 we're gonna find you. So we'd, we'd be warned we were gonna be fined. Yeah, because they actually, you know, they they they, are, they they all stage dived at an arena show. Nobody ever does that, do they? But mm -hmm. uh, it's quite fun. It used to it used to happen everywhere. We nearly got arrested in Ireland because nobody had told us that uh, stage diving was illegal there. Oh, because somebody had dived at a, at a show and somebody died. Oh, and oh. They, they banned it, and uh -huh. and nobody had told us, and I had the promoter screaming at me in Dublin, mm. oh. crazy because because we staged that. But if nobody tells you, yeah, you don't know. How are you supposed to know? You're not, you know, yeah. I'm not psychic. Yeah. Um. So where do you see the band in the next five years? Oh, I've lost you. Oh yeah, you cut out. Oh, um, so where do you see the band in the next five years? Probably, probably just uh, doing the same. Yeah. Okay. You know, yeah. Upset, upsetting the far right on Twitter. Uh -huh. <laughs> complaining about the government. Yeah. Uh, complaining that, that that there's homeless. Complaining that the, that kids haven't enough to eat. Mm -hmm. Complaining yeah. that the elderly aren't being looked after. Yeah. yeah, I can't see anything changing. Yeah, mm -hmm. just doing the same thing. You know, you might you might be all right in the US. You know, because Trump's coming out of this so badly. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, Biden may not be perfect. Yeah. Mm. But he's he, he's more perfect than Trump. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't have been my first choice for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I, I I think Elizabeth Warren would have been the perfect choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
personally, I, do, I think I, do, I don't think Bernie could have won the election because he might get the youth vote, mm. but he also pisses off too many people. Yeah, yeah. You know where? Whereas Elizabeth Warren, she's shown to be a strong woman in 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 the house and all that, and uh, uh, I think she I think she would have been my choice. But hey, I can understand mm-hmm. Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, pe- people know what they're getting. Yeah, and 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 it can it, it can appeal to 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 some some of the left of the Republican vote. People who want to make money, but have 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 some sort of social conscience. Yeah, he he, he can appeal to those people, whereas Bernie wouldn't have done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. You, you know how I should be commentating on American politics. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just interested in it. Obviously, you, you, you know what I mean. It's like I can't comment on things if, mm-hmm. I, if I don't do my research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a track uh, on the new album that we'll be rec- releasing at uh, U.S. election time called "Divided States of America." Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's actually yeah. a pretty clever name. Oh. Yeah, yeah it, it's a bit of a comment on uh, on the orange one. Yeah. Mm. So for the next last questions, we're going to be yeah. shifting away from uh, music. So yeah. we're going to start with this one. If you're on death row, what would your last meal be and why? Uh, I'm going to have to explain this to you. Oh. Okay. See, I'm from the north of England. Uh-huh. Yeah. And people think we're common up there. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're just, we're just real. And we enunciate properly. I live in the south, you know, I live in London now. But, yeah. But we have a thing in, in Lancashire, where I'm from, called the chip shop. Mm-hmm. And chips are like fat fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, your handsome ones. Not, not those reconstituted vegetable things that McDonald's or whatever called right potatoes mm. uh-huh. that are cut and each one's about the size of your finger type of thing yeah and we have these wow. things in, in in Lancashire called chip shop we have them all over England but mm-hmm. and in the chip shop they sell a meat and potato pie mm-hmm. wow which mm-hmm. is a pie that has slices potato in it and uh, onion and uh Lamb and, and sort of bits of juice type thing, but they're fantastic. You grow there, and then so you'd have chips, meat potato pie, mm-hmm. mushy peas, uh-huh. and that's uh, marafat. They're kind of made out of marafat peas, but it, it it looks like guacamole, but it's peas. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So you'd have that, and then you'd have gravy, but English gravy, which is nothing like American gravy. Uh-huh. I've had that gravy and biscuits. No, I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's I mean, fair. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. But English gravy is like, you know, say you're making a jo- uh, roast beef or something, mm-hmm. and you have, you have the stock come out and you make gravy out of it, sauce yeah. out of it. Uh-huh. That's the sort of thing they sell in the chip shop. So yeah. have meat, potato pie, chips, peas, and gravy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. 
very simple man, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, uh, where would you, you live? Uh, I cut out again. I swear yeah, to God. Yeah, you cut out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Blade Runner. Okay. Blade oh. Runner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Although, although the 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 city of the movie of Judge Dredd was very cool. Mhm. I know a lot of people who were in that because they filmed it in London. Ah. Uh. And they went to the Slime Light to to recruit a lot of goths to be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know a load of people in that. That's cool. Yeah. That's but, really cool. But, but, but Blade Runner, what a city to walk around in. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So this is the last question and probably the most important question we're going to ask you. What yeah. is your favorite color? Until they invented darker color, it will always be black. Okay. Black? Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So that's all the questions we have. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, we've got the uh, single Give Him a Leader out now. We've got Welcome to the Black Block coming out on the, on the last Friday in May. Mm-hmm. And the new album, Hashtag Resist, uh, is out on the first Friday of June. Awesome. Uh, find us on Twitter, find us in facebook find us on youtube find us on spotify find us on Deezer, whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. every one of them yeah all right uh, and if, if you're offended by the sea bomb don't find us on twitter right. <laughs> <laughs> well this has been uh david from calling all astronauts and uh we're the good noise podcast <laughs>